Welcome to Totes Recall, <laughs> the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember very well. Watch that movie, reflect on it while watching it, and after it, we come back changed forever Wow! and talk about what we got right or wrong. My name is Dan. This is Molly. I'm also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie this episode is The Graduate. The Graduate. I was trying to... <laughs> I was trying to uh, start this with Pomp and Circumstance, but all I could remember was Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> that would be a great song to march into. That's Jurassic Park, right? Not no, that was Top Gun. No, that was- yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's the podcast. If you hate how much I got that wrong, turn it off. It's not going to be The Graduate. Well- Mm-hmm. I do love that we chose this specifically for the month of June. Oh, yeah. yeah. Grads. You're grads welcome. Grads are grad. And whew, I hope, um, you know, enjoy your video graduation or whatever you're going to do. We support you. I stand by our country's graduates. Great. Yeah, man. And you would think like the class of 2020 would just be so amazing all the way around. Like who doesn't want to be in the class of 2020? And they're the ones that just... Don't get to have any of the cool stuff at the end of the year. Why would? Why Those are they sticks. amazing by default? They get a question. cool number. Twenty twenty, oh. like twenty twenty yeah. vision. You know what's like, cooler? What? Being in the class of two thousand. Is that like, you? This guy he's is pointing oh, for the listeners. Oh. He's pointing at himself like aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of dad energy going. Yeah, we go. Um, <laughs> hey, how about this though? What if you graduated in? Two thousand two, the first numerical palindrome of the millennium. That would be cool. I would accept that. It's also a very nice BMW. Okay, all right. What if you graduated in the year of 007? Mine was, uh, it's so hard to say goodbye. Oh. Yeah, which was really not true. I was ready to say goodbye to high school. Yeah, screw those nerds, right? Ready to go off to Chase, college Chase era. Hell yeah, man. Getting getting makeout sessions with cool dudes on motorcycles. (laughs) Nice. Cool hug. Anyway, this is a movie about someone who graduated (laughs) in the year... 65? Are we, okay. Wait, okay, I'm Molly confused. Are we, betting on, are we betting on I'm, when the character the graduates or when this made. movie came out? <laughs> when this movie came out. I'm is it the same the year? Same. Yeah. Okay. You're betting same year? Oh, fun. Molly, what did you say? 65? I said 65. I'm regretting it already, but that's Stick what I'm going your, with. Stick to your 65. guns. Do, 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 do. Classic graduation <laughs> song. Okay, again, am I betting on the graduation year of the character or the release date of the movie? Hey, either one. Let's pretend that it happened the same year. Okay, I'm going to guess. Okay, this movie came out in 1971, I'm betting. Wow. And I'm betting to be spicy, I'm betting that the graduate graduated in 1967. Wow. Way to be spicy. Just to throw everything into chaos. Because he... Beth, do you want to make a bet? 
I did, and no one was listening. So <laughs> I'll let you know if I was right in the second half. Okay, wow. Put a question mark. Wow, 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 wow. Because <laughs> um, it, it, if I remember, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. uh, it starts with like a graduation party, and then old Hottie Robinson is there. <laughs> Hottie Robinson. <laughs> Is that Mrs. Robinson? Yeah, that's like the point of the movie, right? Old like, Hottie Robinson? Well, yeah. isn't there two Robinsons? Yeah, there, Aren't two, there, two, there are two Hottie Robinsons. There's old Hottie Robinson yeah. and young Hottie Robinson. There's, oh. Yeah. Mama Is, Robinson, baby Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> but baby Robinson is a, you know. Is an adult. Yeah. Well, almost an adult. Is almost she a peer? Adult. Is she a graduating peer of Dusty Hoff? She's at least a social level of society peer. <laughs> okay. And this he's graduating from high school? College, right? Ooh. High school graduation. I think okay. it's college graduation. It's gotta be no. college because I tell him to go into plastics. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I do you remember plastics? You can yeah. go to plastics after high school. So he's got his bachelor's of plastics. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he swims in a pool like the I don't even know if he you know? swims. I feel like he just floats there. Oh. He just sinks to the bottom, I thought. That's right. He's like Just like Cameron. Malaise. Oh, this movie yeah. is about oh. malaise and Malaysials. Am I right? Yes, you yeah. are. Is that something? It is okay. now. I guess it is now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so both Robinsons are hots. Is that, is that what establishing? Okay. But he like, why, how, I don't remember how he gets um, in with with Mrs. Robinson. I th- aren't they family friends? I think I it's think like so, yeah. uh, golf club friends or whatever. Yeah. And then but I think it, she's like, he's old enough now for me to make a move. There's oh, a very, she's making the move? There's a very famous line. Oh, in oh. yes. Of Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Oh, and she's like, yes, I yep. am. I <laughs> am. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly her response, but. Um, and he uh, acquiesces to that seduction. Oh, does he? No. No? What? I think so. I think that's. Do they bang? Jaquette's bets, they bang. Lyndon, I also double Dan. That's what it is. I double Dan on that bet. They bang. I would just like to. Well, no, people just get too mad. I'm sure they do, right? Who? I that's, think he do. I think that's part of the thing is he's like actually in love with the daughter, but then the daughter is engaged to someone else, maybe or something. Yes. Or like yes, they had a thing. Is. I don't remember. Yeah, oh, they had a thing when they were kids. Maybe then... when they were younger, and now they're both back in town. I don't. I don't know. Um, and then there, that's like a problem. Oh no, she's definitely <laughs> okay. She's definitely engaged or going to get married because he breaks up the wedding at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with the with the I'm in the piano room. Stop the wedding now. Yeah, that's what he does. He sings that ridiculous song (laughs) that you didn't at all just make up. Remember the movie? Mm -hmm. Yes, that and that is how "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend" uh, sounds. That's really nailed that one as well. This movie. Speaking of, uh, you might have thought all our graduation songs were a non sequitur at the top, but this movie's soundtrack is stacked. Oh, yeah. Long walk to get there, but worth it. Don't <laughs> put any of that out. But it's all Simon and Garfunkel, right? They did the yeah. whole soundtrack? Yeah. yeah. Mm, I remember listening to that soundtrack when I was a kid. 
Mm. Like pretty much nonstop at one point. Well, Molly's like, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I mean, I was kind of an existential crisis kid, yeah. so it really <laughs> actually lines up. But no, I'd say starting Lazy. in the fourth grade, my best friend's parents had that album mm. on vinyl, and we listened to it quite a bit. And I remember they were, while they were hand rolling <laughs> cigarettes and yeah. passing them around. <laughs> and just, you know, writing some beat poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember specifically her challenging me because she was like, there's a song about um, Mrs. Robinson at the uh, mental institution. That's not mm. what it's called. But the lyrics sort of indicate that, right? It's, um, oh, no, help me. Nope. Shoot. Help. I need Mrs. Robinson help. Yep. Classic Frank and Garfunkel song right there. I just need Mrs. Robinson. Oh, gosh. All the... The God bless you. Uh, Tour tour around the grounds until you feel at home. And here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. I'm so sorry, listeners. But the point is... Joe DiMaggio. It sounds very much like Mrs. Robinson is being committed to a home by her family. Interesting. But... That's actually not what it's about, or at least that's oh. certainly not what it's about in the context of the film. Sure. And I got sick burned by my fourth grade friend, Sarah. So thanks a lot. Yes. Oh, Sarah, Sarah like well actually do you and like when you were yeah. 10 years old about, yeah. about folk records. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're such a poser, but. Chase. <laughs> so that's why I didn't like anything popular again until after college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's formative. <laughs> that was a formative moment for you. Yeah. You yeah, got roasted. <laughs> hey, Beth, is the graduate on the AFI list? It is, and I saw it. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> I have also seen all the AFI films. I think it's... Have you? What? Oh, yeah. Dan. No big deal. It's not a big deal. You have not. You would have yep. been talking about it a long time before now. Uh, nope. Now's the time to talk about it. This guy's seen all the AFI films. You just never brought it up for like five years. No, this is an eighteen month. Yep, yep. This is an eighteen month project for this payoff right here. I hate you. Wait, like you've actually just been secretly watching these movies? But Dan, Dan, yeah, I just watched All About Eve a couple nights ago. That capped it off. Wow. Doesn't cap it off me. I have a question it, though, because Dan, have you watched all 123 films? Oh no, I have not watched the old list. I'm well, an updated man. Ah, oh, no. no. <laughs> Hoisted on my own petard. I'm not watching the old list. I'm I not mean, didn't watch we it. all agree that Beth was going to be the person that did that? That we no. would just ride her coat. Now Lyndon's, Lyndon's doing it, and he's putting snacks with it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, which. Yeah, this snacks. is actually fucking up our whole system since this is like 17th or something on the list and we're only at like 90 something. Yeah, it's it's like in the top few. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good we'll one. see if it holds up. I mean, if you, you want to be cinephiles to, like Beth and like... I and eventually Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really in it more for the snacks. I'm in it more for the thematic snacks than the movies. But yeah, I literally uh, watched Ben Hur January of 2019. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's taken so long. So did you yeah, start it, it though with the thought of like that. I'm gonna drop a bombshell on Totes Recall? Yeah, like that was the motivation <laughs> behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. It wow. was that. This is a good part of the segment. Um, it was so the backstory is mm-hmm. I, uh, for Avengers Endgame, yeah. I went back and watched all the Marvel movies I'd missed, which was most of them. Right. And I was like, ooh, that's a fun movie watching project. Mm hmm. And then my wife was like, how about the AFI movies? That's a movie watching project. And I said, yes. And then I could do a lot of work for a real low payoff bit where I reveal <laughs> I've watched them all on the podcast. <laughs> Great. Was it worth it? It's Oh, it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. I watched the 100 longest movies yeah. ever made. Is that the list? Was that what the list is? It how do you like, like Giant? How do I like what? Giant. That must be on the old list. Oh, maybe it's on the old list. Intolerance is the one that's It's like really five like, million hours. Uh, yeah, there's a lot like of long ones on there. Made in 1916, yep. and you're like, oh, I remember yeah. Ben Hur being super long because my my parents had it on VHS, and it was two VHS tapes. Mm. Whoa! Do you think an that um, the characters in the Graduate watch any of these movies we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably they're they're like mostly comedies from the 40s, so mm. um, they probably see all those. Great. Yeah, so I am looking forward to seeing The Graduate, the movie mm-hmm. that is the topic mm-hmm. of our podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think it's again. It is possible I have just seen all the highlights so many times. I think I've seen it. I have for sure seen that final scene of him interrupting the wedding and barring the door with a cross. Oh. Um, oh. And then is getting it with a cross? onto the bus. I think it is. I'm 99% mm-hmm. sure. He grabs whatever's closest and he uses that to barricade. And then they're sitting on the bus and their facial expressions are like sort of jubilant. We did it at first. And then what did we do? And then uh, the sound of silence comes on blackout. Very good way to end the movie. Don't need to watch the movie now. That ending is great. I I mean, this is a one of those movie facts where it's like everybody knows the movie fact, but I'm going to say it out loud just in case nobody knows the movie fact. Okay, was that they um, just kept the camera rolling on there and they didn't yell cut, and so a lot of that expression of their, them shifting from being happy to kind of like what's going on is just because the, they never say cut. <laughs> just genuine, like, are they going to yell? <laughs> are they going to end the scene? I did not know um, that movie effect. Thank you. There was a a photographer who did a project in Italy where she went to all the big tourist destinations and took pictures of people, like groups of people, the moment after a picture was taken. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good. And so it's all of their faces falling and like relaxing. And it's really disturbing because it's very true. Like we snap Mm -hmm. to attention and then sort of fade. That is fascinating. I'm excited to see that. I did not know that fact. Oh, a fun fact. I, maybe that, it's, maybe I made it no up. Because I haven't <laughs> looked it up on Wikipedia yet. Right. Yeah. Um. Well, we should, I mean, we should, we should confirm that that is true. I have heard that before, but you know. I'm sure there's a slow part in the movie, Molly, where you can check that out for us. <laughs> on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind um, of a moody film. Yeah, I'm very, I'm really worried that I'm going to not like this movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, because I remember liking it when I saw it and be like, yes, this is a good capital F film. But now I'm wondering with like 2020 eyes, I'm just going to be like, oh, another movie about like rich white dude angst. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Like the whole That's movie fair. is just like, oh, I'm so directionless in my incredibly privileged bubble. And that's like the movie. That's like his yeah. entire character think- arc. 
if I remember correctly. Do we think Dustin Hoffman is basically Holden Caulfield in this movie? Isn't he like not angry enough to be Holden Caulfield? Oh, has to be angrier. Got it. Just calling everybody phonies. Yeah. Yeah. Hating everything. I don't even think he hates anything. He's just kind of like. That's the thing. I'll be curious to see like what his deal is because I just feel like it's just yeah like the sort of general malaise of like which I can relate to because I was also a depressed twenty something white dude with a perfectly acceptable life. Yeah, but banging your friend's mom. Well, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if we're, you know, supposed to feel bad for him because mm-hmm. I don't remember a lot of the movie, but I don't remember he's making great choices. Right. I think he's, I would think you're supposed to feel empathetic, like, oh, I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, once you're done with college, like, what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? Great question. Was, I Make a podcast. Lost. I, I remember. still haven't answered that question, so. <laughs> I remember walking back to the car with my parents from college graduation with, like. Still humming the Jurassic Park theme song. Yeah, singing the <laughs> Jurassic Park thing, Don. Um, with like fun little sproingy star things that I'd put on my mortarboard to be fun, but just mm-hmm. like being so depressed. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, these are my best friends that I'm never going to see most of them ever again. That's an amazing image. And just I don't know what stars. to do. Yeah. Like I had no job lined up. I was not excited about my major. And I was leaving and it was really sad. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Yeah. So I went to grad school later. Anyway, that's my story about my life. <laughs> I could go on. What did you but, wear in your hat oh, we when know. you graduated? Eventually grad I watched the hundred greatest films of all time, according, according. to some white American men. I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know whether I should say this or not, but my post college experience was kind of different than that. I mean, I did stick around Athens as a townie for about six months, like just working at a restaurant and hanging out at bars. That was really fun. Mm -hmm. Highly recommended. Um, But even then, I sort of had a job lined up. Like I had sort of started my own web design business Mm -hmm. and I kept that going. And then I joined corporate America like the next summer and just like worked on my career like I was double parked and was just super ambitious and way older than, than I am now. Like I was deep into my 40s and my 20s. <laughs> I had a 401k and I bought a house at like 25. Like mm, I wow. was on fire. And I guess I just kind of burned out somewhere in my 30s. And now I'm in my 40s. And I've just never been more relaxed and possibly <laughs> more aimless in my life. Sure. Is that yeah. good? It sounds that- to me like you should go swimming. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe plastics. Maybe plastics. Yeah, maybe get plastics. into plastics. I mean, I'm sure at some point I will re-enter the world. Eh. Why? I mean, we're also not to date the podcast too much, but we're in a bit of a not in being involved with the world period right now. Yeah, we're all the graduate right now. Yeah, we're all. Oh, uh, that's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah, we're all just looking for our hot. Friend's mom. <laughs> oh boy! Do you want to take a friends. wager on how much of the story that actually is? Oh Ooh, yeah, eighty percent, twenty percent. Yeah, I would. I'm going to say thirty percent. Nice. And for fun, I'll do twenty-five. Great. So suck That's it, Dan. Very fun. 
Here's <laughs> here's something I remember about The Graduate. When I mm-hmm. I was watching the AFI list when I was like in high school, like senior in high school, and then when I was in college, mm-hmm. and around that time I started my first Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I say first because I've gotten rid of it and gotten and got <laughs> opened up a new one and then got rid of it again. <laughs> uh, but I um, I don't know if you remember, but when you like back in the day when you set up a Facebook page or it, you would say like all the things that you like and then that showed people like who you are. Mm-hmm. And so to impress other people, The Graduate was definitely on my list of like my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. But now I'm I'm curious to see if I actually liked the movie or if I was just like being like, oh, I like The Graduate. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll see. This is a Mikey Nick's experience. I'm sorry, uh, can you translate? Did Mike, Mike Nichols direct this movie? I, I don't remember. Oh, I think, I think he, he did, yeah. I think he did. And other than Dustin Hoffman, do we remember anyone who's in it? Uh, Mrs. Robinson. S- someone's screaming at us right now <laughs> because the woman who plays Mrs. Robinson is very famous. Oh, famous. Is her famous name woman. Elaine? What's her name? Elaine from yeah. Seinfeld? Yes. No. But yes. Wait, the character's name is Elaine. No, correct? The daughter is. What is Elaine. he yelling when he's like, Elaine? Young Robbie is. That what is he's yelling Elaine. when he's hitting the window? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know who she's played. By I don't now. know. Sorry. Kelly Duvall. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he was in Nashville, another AFI movie. That I liked quite a bit. Just okay, uh-huh. smug. Uh-huh. Smug. Before we get so any fun. more speakers thrown out of cars, maybe we should move on. Any other bets? <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that it passes the Bechdel Wallace. I'm gonna say that it does. It's gotta be like surely the senior and junior Robinson talked about each other about something other than Dustin Hoffman. Like there yeah, yeah. it feels like there's enough. I think it's got a good the, chance. What, Beth? It's got a good chance. Yeah, there's a lot of like moms and daughters floating around this movie and moms who know each other. So like Mm. there seems like a good, yeah, Yeah. solid chance. I feel good about it. Yeah, does Dustin Hoffman have friends? Great question. There's got to be one. Why does he, I don't don't remember anything he does other than bang on the window, fall in a pool, and bang on... Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I have but no I idea. Literally, like, there's a whole middle chunk where he's what? Just wandering around being sad? Probably. I don't remember. I Does don't he either. get a job in plastics? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what Does I wonder about this like, movie. Oh, he like. drives around in his kind of Carmen Ghia. Doesn't he have a Carmen Ghia? What's a or Carmen Ghia? I don't know. Isn't that a Ask kind of Molly Porsche? Gearhead Chase over here. Yeah. Gearhead. Hey, Gearhead. <laughs> All right, Molly's bet. He drives around in something like a Carmen Ghia. Like an Italian sports car? For Ferrari. Ferrari Rocher. What? What's happening? <laughs> um, I don't feel like he's just listing stuff. <laughs> it's bad. Uh, oh, Dan's bet. Uh, any, uh, any sort of like... Sexual interaction between characters in this movie is deliberately awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, I love like, that. There bet. is there is no like, oh, this seems healthy and not not like incredibly discomforting <laughs> scenes in this movie that involve yeah. anyone's sexual relationship with each other. 
and I think it's reflected in the the cover art, which is iconic, right? Is Isn't it? it? It's, I don't it's know. like Dustin Hoffman looking like schlumpy, disheveled, and then a big nylon leg sticking into frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like a shot in the movie. Yeah, because yeah. we don't need to see a woman's face. Oh no, Just it's about him. Uh, His spectacular journey into depression. Yeah, yeah. or out this of it. This would be such a fun movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, could be. It could be. I don't know. I mean, it's like, basically I'm, the journey of him turning into his parents, right? That's the whole thing, right? Whoa. They're trying to not become their parents. Yikes. And then in the end, they're making choices where they're definitely going to end up being their parents. Whoa. He is going to be the guy telling somebody else at a pool party to go into plastics. Wow. Dark. Dark. Wow. Can't wait for the graduate, the too. The cycle huh? can't be broken. <laughs> <laughs> Pool party at the home. Okay. Yep. Great subtitle. Mm-hmm. Book it. Sold in the room. <laughs> Molly, what nice. should we rate this with? Um, we are going to rate it uh, in terms of how many on we cars. <laughs> on. Okay. I oh, wow. I would like some clarification. Please. Please. Um, do these cars run on on we? Or are the cars themselves feeling ennui? Is this like Cars 4, The Graduate? I mean, you are what you (laughs) eat. So they run on ennui, and they are, in fact, feeling ennui, as are all the passengers aboard it. They're cannibal cars? Yeah. Oh, are they? I mean, good question. I mean, they're eating the emotion of ennui, not the people of ennui. But they're made, but they, oh, I see. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, I mean, you just have to listen to the cure and cry, and Mm -hmm. those tears become the fuel for the ennui. Oh, wow. I think we just saw the energy crisis. Are they also cannibals? Like, unrelated, are they also cannibals? No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Absolutely not. Are these... How much do these run? Like, how much do these cars run? (laughs) You don't have to ask a question. (laughs) $300,000. Wow. Is that more than a Carlo Gugiani or whatever? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I'm no. Okay. No. I, Wait, I don't know. I'll look it up during the- She said three three hundred. Three hundred. Are we bidding? I'm confused. <laughs> Five Listen, million. Seven hundred. I, sp- I spaced out on the price, but I wanted to write it down. Nice. <laughs> three hundred thousand. Okay. Listen, so it's a car run on ennui. Yeah. And feeling on me. Even sure. more important than it being a car, it is a rating system. So I wonder mm. how many you would give this movie. How many do you think you will give this movie? Who? Dan. You started off. Right. I know. I just wanted to be acknowledged as a person and not just a <laughs> leg that's rating the movie. Dan Linden, you have the floor. Uh, okay. I'm going to, as I expressed my doubts earlier in the show, I'm going to go down to the lot and only lease three mm. On we cars, <laughs> uh, and I can afford. But I mean, I can afford to lease three cars because my dad is rich, and I'm going into plastics. Um, yeah. But also, I don't really know what I'm going to do with my life. So, like, you can't just commit to five whole cars when you're still not even sure what you're doing. You know, after college, mm-hmm. so three on we yeah. cars. Three on cars. Great, Beth. I'm gonna just go for. I'm gonna. Believe my Facebook self <laughs> back when I saw the movie. Always a good it's way. One to of be. my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Uh, 
And I'm going to say five. I mean, believing what you see on Facebook wow. has gotten us so far um, as a culture. So I think you're, you're <laughs> yes. right to do this. <laughs> I think that I also hadn't graduated from college oh. before I saw the movie. So now I'm wondering how I'll feel after knowing that feeling of graduating from college and not knowing kind of what's next. Right. I yep. might relate to it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I will read this movie now. I have the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, as a cinephile, I recognize that this and is why are you a cinephile? <laughs> Hold on. Why, why are you a cinephile? Why oh, do you see all 100 AFI uh, Top 100 wow. 10th anniversary. That's such a unique accomplishment movie. that yep. you should really, uh, yep. yeah. It's very unique. Um, no. hey, did you do it in your 20s? accomplishment um i think it's i think it's probably good but i think there's gonna be some stuff that i'll be like boring mm-hmm. so before. <laughs> <laughs> spoken like a true cinephile <laughs> i bet the cinematography is really good uh-huh. i bet I, i'll like the cinema of it mm-hmm. yeah i love the cinema of it got to be the most ill-informed first half I think we've ever done. Uh, We are, yeah. (laughs) We are coming Uh, into this uh, pretty weak. (laughs) Molly, how about you? How many cars? Four. I'm feeling confident about my four. Okay. Because what I found is that classics are classic for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think I'm going to be troubled by some things, but I think it's going to be so embedded in the time that it was created that it maybe not, maybe won't be so bothersome. And I'm hoping I'll really like it. I'm hoping I'll walk out of here with five on Wii cars. Wow. But I would accept as few as two and a half. <laughs> but I'm going for four. <laughs> if it's less than two and a half, I've got to erase the movie from my memory completely. So I mean, you're going to do that anyways. Yeah, based on much. previous experiences. <laughs> you know, we could redo the show in two years and it would just mm-hmm. be like exactly the same. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, I think that's our plan long term. <laughs> yeah. Just re record or just release the old episodes and see if anyone notices. Oh, I was saying like we would just like maybe we could just redo the first half uh, and Molly would be convincingly enough uh, not remembering the movie that it would seem like new content i don't know i haven't thought about this very far but (laughs) i'm just trying to think about like you know keeping our margins low yeah yeah and our pranks high Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the toad's recall promise yep for all the investors out there all the angel investors yeah please (laughs) looking for cars no one's buying cars anymore i mean they might if they were on we cars hey invest in on we cars yep oh we'll never run out of that we have a phone (laughs) number for that it's a renewable resource. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're going to press pause, go watch The Graduate, and we'll be right back. Um, um, uh, uh, um. Hey, Toadsheads. We'll be back to the episode in just a second, but we wanted to let you know that we have recently updated our Patreon tiers. So go, so go uh, check those out. There's a lot of cool stuff, including... So, wait. If I go check it out, do I have to be Michael Jordan? 
Because there's like a Michael Jordan tier, right? You don't have to be Michael Jordan to look at the tiers, oh. but there got is it, one specifically for you, and only you <laughs> can buy it. Uh, but you're is, saying that you're saying completely free. Like, I don't even have to commit any <laughs> money. I can go look at the new tier system yes. at patreon.com slash recall. It is free to browse. Wow. <laughs> you can window shop potential rewards. Uh-huh. Well, what if I want to buy? Is there anything cool? Yeah, There's what's out there? So many cool things. Wow. Um, <laughs> including, uh, you can now help us, not even help, you can select a movie we're going to watch. Whoa. one tier. That's been something people have been requesting. Wait, did out- we... Did we agree to this? Are we doing I, that? We I did. don't remember, but they claim we agreed to it. But I. <laughs> this is outside a respect listener opinions month. You can have for a fee. You can be respected any time of the year, or be a cruel demigod that controls our fate. And we will respect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. That's so capitalism. Uh, yeah, there's a there's an adult sized milk glass you can get, um, and a bunch of other. <laughs> Cool stuff. So go check it out at um, patreon.com slash totesregal.com. Sure. And um, there's not a dot com at the end. To be clear, (laughs) there's only one dot com within that address. You decide which one. You decide the mystery. (laughs) It's free to solve that mystery. Um, But one of the tiers includes a shout out on um, this podcast, Uh, totesregal.com. And um, so. Here are those people that have already uh, slid So into these that are tier. elite patrons mm. that have achieved a level, a tier, if you will, yeah. of support of this podcast, where we are sh- giving them an old on-pod shout-out. Yes. They can see Great. their name in lights in audio form. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I love these people for their support. So here's the, the following people. people. <laughs> the following people we love. Maureen. Brian. Brian. Oh. <laughs> Bed Nimi. Lucy Ainsworth. Brian McCain. Oh. Come on. I get to do Dan Haig. Right. Joshua. Thank you, Joshua. Uh, Brian McCain again, because Molly stepped on that. Yes. <laughs> Joe Jaquette. Nice. I've heard of him. <laughs> Shining a light on Francis Aravello. Uh-huh. Yeah. A good day to Victoria oh my Brown. God. Good day, mate. <laughs> Alex Platt, thank you so much. Trevor, Lindau, or Lindo, depending on where you're from in the world, we thank you. <laughs> Emma Wick, good job. Oh, Emma Wick, always showing up. Awesome. Eric Ostrom. Woo! The first person to ever mention the podcast to me outside of, I don't know, anytime. Wow. Thank you, Eric. Wow. Wow. Oh, and check out our last one. Oh, my gosh. This is a big get. Wow. Good luck. High five. Dang. Also a podcast, not also a person. A podcast. Yes. Uh, two people. <laughs> Go check them out at ooh, goodluckhighfive.com. I hope so. Just Google it. Look it that up on Twitter. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they seem like they'd be on that domain. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you to all those people. Um, and to all the other people that uh, have that are our patrons. Yes. Um, we will not say your names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> at least not at this you moment. Increase yeah. your dear. If you are if you are a patron or a non-patron who is seething with jealousy right now for the people we just named, you can check out how you also can get shout out in this incredibly efficient and uh not at all unprofessional <laughs> manner yeah. at patreon.com slash totes recall. Um, um, uh, uh,
we're back. We just watched one hour and 46 minutes of toxic masculinity and femininity and dysfunction. Yep. And it was a drama and a comedy. Toxicity. <laughs> Called The Graduate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which came out in 1967. Nailed it. Me. Good job. One point in Dan's column. <laughs> Wow. My um, I'll take that. You didn't specify what, which Dan. We oh, no. don't. We don't know what year um, he. This movie takes place. Mm. There's no it seems title like card. It's current day. It does. I agree, but it's yeah. not. It's unconfirmed. Right. Mm. Fair. Really fair. Yeah. So. I get potential it. point. 1966. Yep. Um. Just in case you were wondering from the first half what I actually guessed. Ah, uh, oh. yes. Well, was wrong. You were wrong. So You were wrong. You should have just, just kept it to yourself. Well, I wanted to, you know, I think people only are listening to the f- second half so they n- can find out what I had said in the first half that they could have rewinded <laughs> to hear. Yeah. That's a good point. I feel like we have never been as vague or completely inaccurate in the first half as we were for this movie. <laughs> I don't think and I remember think our podcast very well. Part of it is that I have actually not seen this movie. There hey, <laughs> we go. A Totsuko classic. Totsuko yeah, first. So. Molly has not seen the movie. <laughs> At all. What? Had you? Did you think you had seen it? I did. I was pretty sure. It seemed like I would have seen it. Ah, uh, okay. And I mean, I a lot of pop key... culture references it. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot yeah. Of it. I, but I. There's an I, entire scene that's in Wayne's World, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's true. Featuring Charleston Heston as the gas station owner. Really? Oh. Yeah. That's right. Even yeah. that part's in there. Yeah, I just remember the like, church part because it happens. Church? It happens twice that musical cue where it's like, yeah. da-da-da. and it's like right there. He doesn't have to run. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I have a story about Charlton Heston. But I'm going to save it for right now. Okay. Yeah. Because when do we have... watch a Charlton Heston movie. Yes. Can we watch Planet yeah. of the Apes? Let's watch Planet of the Apes. Sure. Great. Yeah. On record. Done. Love it. I've seen that one. I'm pretty sure. Nice. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, before we get too deep into the second half of this podcast, yep. uh, we need to do beloved second segment, sixty second summary. <laughs> yes, hashtag six six um. <laughs> Tweet your summaries at us. No, I don't know why we have a hashtag. What are you doing? No. I don't know why we have a hashtag for this. We segment. don't have one. We do. I mean, just for people uh, to say like, I like hashtag six six um, just to let us know. Yeah. That they like it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't like it, don't don't hashtag it. If you don't like it, keep it to yourself. Like Beth's (laughs) long answers. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could do it. Great. I love it. Okay. I will put the uh, timer on the clock. Are you ready? Yes. Go. We open on the clouds in an airplane with uh, young Ben returning home from the East Coast where he's just graduated from college. He's a star athlete. He's been really motivated and committed. But upon arrival at home, we find out he has no peers his age. He knows no one at all, even remotely his age. And he's forced into really claustrophobic parties one after another with people who are much, much older than he is. This leads to being seduced by... A family friend, um, Mrs. Robinson, who he calls Mrs. Robinson, even like when they are very intimate. But anyway, uh, they have an affair. Then he meets her daughter and decides that his 
her daughter is who he's in love with. And after he treats her very badly, they still end up getting together. He follows her to Berkeley at one point where seconds. he stalks her. And then in the end, he interrupts her wedding to a promising but douchey medical student. And they get on a bus and stare into space while time, time, a time, 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 time. Place. Wow. Pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, I think thought you covered I thought it, actually. Pull a real jaquette there and blow too much time at the no, top. You pretty much covered it. <laughs> We open on clouds in an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it originally was like, I was on the edge of my seat because it seemed like you were focusing on a lot of minor details, but you really pulled it off. Yeah. Good job. Now everybody knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. We did um, we did make bets on how much of the movie was hot Mrs. Robinson mom. What? It's, oh, it's, it's more than right. I thought it was. Yeah, I said 80%. Wrong, and then every, everybody else was pretty clustered around twenty. I think we were all wrong, well, and I think I was wrong because I had not seen the movie. But <laughs> sure. if you were to take the pieces of the movie I had seen, twenty five percent would be accurate. All right, okay. So I, okay. when you design the rules out, but. around your experience, you win. I'm going to say sixty percent. Yeah, at hot best, hot Mrs. Robinson. Yeah, I agree. Sixty percent maximum. Yeah. Seems yeah. right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like sixty percent her, maybe twenty percent Elaine, and then the rest. It's a bunch of rich him dads staring into space and becoming just a worse and worse person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like water metaphors and water metaphors mm-hmm. <laughs> and cinematography. Mm. Oh, bless us! And Capital some, C. Some solid bits. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, this movie was way funnier than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. I like really laughed at a lot of parts. <laughs> I love yeah. that when he, he is goes in to like hit that um, the bell and then the <laughs> okay what's his name Ben is at the hotel and he's so nervous it's like the first time that he and M- Mrs. Robinson are having their affair and he goes up to get a room and they call over like a I don't know what would they be called the porter porter, porter to get the um, t- to get his luggage and he's like no and he like puts his hand over the bell and so the second time the um, person at the front desk like hits his hand instead of the bell really made me laugh I did a yeah. really good job of explaining how yeah, no. it's comedic I'm sure everybody home is cracking up Moment and they understand happened. how hotels work too yeah. yes yeah the yeah. guy at the front desk there's the porter I would say that, <laughs> that any listener understands how hotels work better than Ben did True. That is actually right. that, that clueless twenty-one-year-old man. So uncomfortable. He's a little baby child. He's a little baby dum dum. It's really great. Yeah. Do we yeah. think Mrs. Robinson seduces him out of kindness or pity or boredom? Boredom. Boredom. A hundred percent boredom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's played by Anne Bancroft? Bancroft. Yeah. yeah. She's now, long-time listeners of the podcast right? will know that I always guess Shelley Duvall when I don't know. <laughs> Do you? And I am. Do you? I, know, I was like, I've been wrong. listening to this podcast for a pretty yeah. long time. No, this I is like the third or fourth guessing. time I've guessed that. Huh. And it's just because I'm like, if it is her, I'm going to say I'm not as dumb as I am. Sure. But Anne Bancroft <laughs> does such an incredible job. Oh, she's, she's amazing. Great. Uh, she does great. She crushes. She, great. she crushes. Uh, she's, uh, she's intense. Intense. It's a good word for it. Mm. Yes. And yeah. she's yeah. arguably the only full fledged character in the entire movie. Mm <laughs> hmm. And she does have top billing. Oh. Is that true? Yeah, she really is. No, was, well, like she does ben have is top too. Billing. Top billing? No, I. He's just such a 
piece of mush. And I think like mush. that's he's a piece of mush and he plays it and he's played by you know what I mean? <laughs> like he's a fully he's, fully formed mush. He's fully <laughs> formed mush. He's just a, like a pile <laughs> of mashed potatoes who doesn't know what to do with his life. Oh boy. Richard Dreyfus, am I right? What? Close encounters of the third kind. Oh. It's a pretty good yeah. movie. Oh, it's Richard Dreyfus is in this movie. It's on That's the list. Dan no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, there are Christ. two. There are two people from Jaws in the movie. That's Correct. right. Oh yeah. Because there is a cameo by Richard Dreyfus. He's one of the good boys. As is that a, a cameo or just like an early? I mean, I I guess like it's like a retroactive cameo. Okay. Retroactive cameo. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad, Mister Robinson, is played mm. by the um, Jaws mayor. Yes. Jaws Mayor. He wasn't wearing a jacket that was as good as in Jaws. Still wore some good jackets, though. Like, Got, yes. yeah. The rich this... dads in this movie really just killed it on being just exactly that kind of dad, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, they've always got a tumbler or something in their hand. <laughs> yeah, they're always <laughs> wearing... It's like the character from Legally Blonde, the dad at the end, is like yeah. just all the dads. <laughs> well, there was like... Yeah. I mean, there was a moment where... Um, Ben's dad is literally in like this very luxe-looking robe in the morning with like a tiny tumbler of orange juice, like casually holding the receiver of a phone. And like it looked like he could just stand there all day in that position. Like he had (laughs) nothing else to do with his day. I didn't didn't realize until that scene what a good... um, like attrib- dad attribute that is of loosely holding things in your hands, like, <laughs> especially phones. Like just just the way the phone phones. is drooping out of his hands, yep. and he's got like an orange juice. So maybe confident. a maybe a whatever that's called mimosa. screwdriver or mimosa screwdriver, probably screwdriver, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Just and it's like he's got all these matching summer suits. Oh my god! Yep, like denim, not denim, but that color. Mm. Denim's not a color. Yeah, but it's like a swimsuit, but also a shirt that matches it. Yeah. And are, you, are you talking like a chambray? Maybe. I, have I don't no know. Idea. That light Mandy. blue gray color <laughs> is often associated with denim jeans. Okay. Uh, again, unprecedented. Mandy, tell us what a chambray is and then look up this movie and tell us if Ben's dad is wearing chambray. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thank also, you. Ben's dad in this movie uh, is a character, is an actor who was in. Oh, one of those hospital shows forever. It Isn't it so Mr. Feeney? I believe it is Mr. Feeney, yes. From Who's which? Mr. Feeney. From Boy Meets World. The Boy Meets World. Boy Meets yeah. World. Like the but principal? There's... Is he the principal or a teacher? I can't remember what his job at the school is. He's a school figure. Apparently he was on a hospital show for many years, too. Yeah, well, I quickly looked at his um, at his IMDb listing, and there were just two. Whoa, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I have I'm questions sorry. about what? this. What page? What web page were you looking at? I veered off of Wikipedia and went to <gasps> IMDb. Wow. We sold out. What? Wow. We, we have sold out. For <laughs> three dollars wow. from everyone. I did Wikipedia always... the soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we forgot well, to right. mention that it's not only Simon and Garfunkel, but um, a third person whose first name is Dave and last name begins with the letter G does all of the instrumentals. David Geffen. No. David, David Guerrera. Gr- <laughs> Grumholz. Before we go too far away from the dads, and I know yes. we're pretty far already, I just, one of my favorite jokes was that Mr. Robinson never gives Ben the drink that he's ordered. He's always asking for <laughs> bourbon. 
and no matter what, he gets scotch. Nice. And it's so casually loose hand, rich yeah. dad done. Yeah, 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 for sure. And we must talk about what those drinks come in. God damn it. Um, container what was even I, they, I think they are like a, a carved wood king and queen case for liquor bottles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they look okay. like the sort of thing that would be racist. Yes, agree. What do you mean? Like, like a, I like expect a, them to be like a, like tiki a lawn thing? ornament or, yeah, or like a tiki, yeah. that style. But I don't think they are. But I do but really appreciate energy. that they each had, were wearing necklaces that told you what liquor was inside of them yeah you yes. get it mixed up you want scotch you drink a bourbon forget you, about it you know what you're never gonna get bourbon not in that house yeah that was a very like huge dad rich dad energy move of just sort of like not even verbally or just being like you're drinking scotch yeah like that's well, a no he said what do you have move. and he says bourbon and he twice he's like yeah and then he just pours him a scotch right that's what i'm saying it's like the well, non-verbal I know, version but I think we're saying the same thing. I'm saying you it's think even I'm worse. disagreeing no, with you. I'm one upping your badness by pointing out that he <laughs> literally asks for information that he then ignores yeah. non verbally as opposed to never even asking. No, I, we're saying sense? the same thing. They're oh. so mad at each other. I'm so mad. At <laughs> so I'm saying this is the thing that like a rich dad would do where like they offer them something but already have decided what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which is exactly what you're yeah. saying. I think. Or they force their son to put on a full scuba suit and <laughs> oh my god. Getting in the <laughs> okay. pool for I, their I do have a question about that. Like he I so I have many questions. Like what why? What was yeah. what was happening? Was that new? Was a scuba suit a new thing in sixty seven? I would I be know. shocked to learn that. He said it only uh, I don't know. Great Maybe question. it is for like rich people. Like he's like, "Hey, look at we have our own scuba suit." Maybe, yeah, it was like a big deal. But I also that love we can that use. It, but he also has a harpoon. <laughs> do you think the harpoon yes. gun? <laughs> do you think the harpoon gun was just gun. thrown in as like a little like incentive? Three? Yeah, like that's at the scuba store. The- they just like, oh man, we we make these things for like two bucks. <laughs> like, yeah, you never know when a shark's gonna pop up. You gotta oh, shoot it. I do feel that way whenever I'm in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when a shark's going to pop up? Yeah, the shark might pop up in there. I know like that what? the shark would die in chlorinated water, but... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what scenario his dad presented, like the hypothetical scenario his dad presented for like why <laughs> his son would need a scuba suit and a harpoon gun. I mean, right? that's big dad energy to buy, yeah. spend too much on some bullshit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then force your child to use it. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I got this. Oh, it was a, it was a deal. They gave it to me three hundred bucks. Right. It was two hundred, and yeah. what I found, yes, absolutely. It, it it just like the cinematography, which was a little heavy handed at times, but also great. Uh, but also, but also great. great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a wonderful scene where they finally reveal why he's so reluctant to come out, which is that he's in this full scuba suit. <laughs> Um, and then they change the perspective to behind the mask, mm-hmm. like with the sound of the breathing. And the most amazing part is after he gets in the pool and you see his, you sort of, all of the p- scenes of the parents and the social class are so claustrophobic and tight in. Mm-hmm. And then to see it through the mask, it's just framed even more tightly. But the best part is his mom's hand just reaching out. And pushing him back. In yeah, the literally pool. pushing him. Yeah, underwater. literally. And I was like, "That is like that, that scene is, is how a panic beautiful. attack feels." 
like that what a panic attack feels oh. it's like things are closing in and you're yeah. <laughs> you're laughing but it's true <laughs> and your mother pushes you down. you're, yeah. you're yeah. being pushed underwater you can't breathe it's like completely cla- claustrophobic yeah, Ugh. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's heavy handy, but also I really liked it. I really liked I all the it. like the shots of showing you how confined he was in that mm-hmm. early part of the film. Really close in on him, and he's in like the phone booth at the hotel. It's he's really crowded in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even the scuba suit is kind of a callback to his fish tank. I think. Yes. Is, oh, right. Because um, when his the keys to the car end up in there, I was looking down. I don't see. I think she threw them at him. Right. And she missed. threw them yeah. back at him, and then he failed yeah. to catch them. And they yeah. went into the fish They tank. land on the little scuba guy in there. So it's like he is in the fish tank just oh. for other people's mm. enjoyment. It's kind of thing you searching for a giant pair of keys. Well, and then to there's his the future. scene where King and Elaine finally go out. And we'll talk about how messed up that date was. Oh, yeah. But there's yeah, a scene where they're in his, not Carmen Ghia. I don't know. I think I've just always wanted one. But instead, an Alfa Romeo 1600 uh, Duetto Spider. Wow! Do you just car. know that, or do you have to look that up? Is that Wikipedia? Oh, come on, friends! You know me. No, some <laughs> I'm a big gearhead. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you are a weird gearhead compared to the rest of us. <laughs> Let's well, not forget the that the reason we credit. even started watching Fast and the Furious movies <laughs> is because you insisted. That's <laughs> yeah. so. true. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That is absolutely fair. Um, but anyway, they're sitting in his Alfa Romeo at mm. a age appropriate. Is it one place that actually is kind of age appropriate? <laughs> and they're surrounded by other cars. And next mm. to them is a car with, I'm sure, a lot of your MVPs, oh, yeah. uh, just yeah. like folk singers. And there's music happening. And it's the most alive space. And his first instinct is to ask the car next door to turn down the music. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, he closes them up in his little tiny car. Mm-hmm. And I just was, it was to me the moment where I was like, oh, I just, I can, I mean, I'd already given up on him, but that was, <laughs> that was just the icing on the cake. Like, can you yeah. please participate in your own generation for five minutes? Can't I'm very disappointed. That. Yeah, I'm awfully disappointed. <laughs> he's, he's very disappointing. <laughs> Yes, and, uh, on many levels. Um, yeah, he he sucks. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I but I was thinking like I like this type of story a lot of like people trying really hard and like not really succeeding, but succeeding a little bit, and like t- <laughs> like everything is hard. We're gonna struggle, 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 and it's gonna be a little better. Um, yeah. But we're still messed up people and everything is hard. I love that yeah, kind of story. I do too. And, and this is that a little bit, but I think he sucks too much for me. Yeah, I think. And I'm wondering just... if that's 1967. Like if this is right on the line and in 67, I would have been like, hell yeah. And now 40 whatever years later, 50, mm-hmm. what, what year is it? I don't know. <laughs> this movie's old. Uh, <laughs> now he sucks too much for me to like get on board with him. Yeah. I think you started, I think you kind of hit it on accident in the way you're describing it. It's like, I don't think he suffers enough for us to be like, okay, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I agree. The point not that, I don't think the point is that he has to suffer to feel that way. I think the point is like, you just feel that way. Like, you don't know what 
you're supposed to be doing. You can work really hard, like up to that point, he worked really hard in school and graduated from college. And then at the end of it, it's like, now what? Mm-hmm. I would never be Elaine and interested in him. <laughs> uh, oh. But I also think that he isn't, he's supposed to represent something and is not like necessarily. I think he's supposed to represent that feeling more than actually be like a person that you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. can do it. Well, that's, I think that, go ahead, Molly. No, go ahead. They're so mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm like so uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, you can feel the tension through the video conferencing software. Um, uh, I think it was, I found watching this movie like i agree with dan that i do really like those like i can get into these kind of movies but like i think that's why i'm saying like i don't think he suffered enough for it to be like interesting because like the whole time just like i was just so bored because like i feel like i've seen and again this is one of those things where like maybe it is because it was 1967 and now it's not 1967 i've seen so many of these movies now you know what i mean of just like white 20 something guy whose life is basically fine but he just doesn't isn't feeling it but like he doesn't actually really do anything to help himself you know he just sort of meanders like through his state? privileged life yeah oh yeah a little bit or garden state is like, is like, like state, this movie even, <laughs> what garden state is like this movie yeah well yes. right right yeah. yeah but the same thing but yeah i I, I see what you're saying. I also, I think I agree with what, what Beth was saying too, of like, it, it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. No. I mean, of course his level of privilege matters, but it doesn't, um, I don't know. The wealthy could have a hard time too. Yes. That sounds terrible to be saying, but like, I, I, yeah. I was like, I know where he's coming from too. Mm-hmm. I grew up, I grew up pretty privileged. Um, other than uh, my parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and where did you grow up? Uh, in Northern California, mm-hmm. ah. where this yeah. we'll get to it. The yeah. movie takes place. <laughs> um, but I also really, definitely had that feeling of, yeah. Now what? Like, oh yeah, yeah. I did what I was supposed to do, and I have no idea what to do, and I'm totally unequipped to handle the adult world. Yes, but, and I uh, completely relate to that. And I don't think I think the problem is is like because it's not 1967 and because we've seen so many movies like this watching it now, you're just kind of like, he's not even trying. Like, I think I just got mad at him cause he wasn't even trying. You know what I mean? Like he is so sheltered and so in his own little bubble that like his version of like, you know what I mean? Like if you consider like the arc of this movie, like Molly actually pretty well sub- sub- described in 60 seconds, like his arc is that he, I don't know, just sort of like exerts his will on the world and just kind of causes a little bit of chaos, <laughs> but doesn't well, actually no, grow but, or learn anything. But he doesn't do anything for or by himself. Yeah. He, as, as at the beginning of the movie, he is so bland and rule following that, and we should talk about all the negs and toxicity and, and the seduction and almost all of the romantic scenes, sexual and romantic scenes, I should mm-hmm. say. Um, but he, do, he does not propel himself forward except in pursuit of Elaine. Right. 
and he clings onto Elaine, I swear to God, because she's the only person his age that he comes into contact with. Yeah. <laughs> and it look is at, wild. And, he has no friends. And when he, he goes to Berkeley essentially to stalk her. Yes. Uh, in order to yeah. eventually try to, per- to persuade her to give him a second chance and to go out with him and eventually marry him. I don't think even go out but with him. I think they're just jumping her, straight she to marriage. Looks so happy. Yes. She's a college student at Berkeley with a fantastic wardrobe, I should add. But Agreed. she looks relaxed and confident in her own skin, and she has friends her age and a whole lot going on. So the idea that she drops all of that first to marry this very bland medical student with shitty friends, um, and then later to escape on a bus with a guy who was so rotten to her and yeah. slept with her mom, mm-hmm. and she thought that he raped her mom? Yeah. And and like and she's still like, okay. But one other thing that I thought was very interesting was the parallels between the two of them, where how he was so sheepish and trying to maintain a sense of normalcy when he was being uh, manipulated by Mrs. Robinson, and then when she's sitting on the bus next to an excellent character actor who had no lines but was fantastic. Oh yeah, so amazing good. Russian she, spy energy. Oh, oh the seat, so the seatmate with the fur um, hat. He, yeah, the yeah. seatmate. Yeah. Yes. Oh, she's amazing. He comes in and sits behind her and physically and emotionally crowds her and cows her into being polite, even mm-hmm. though there was no benefit to her. And in that way, I guess they were both similarly young, but. She just had so much more option for herself, I guess. And you know what? I'm going to go back to, I still think Mrs. Robinson was the only complete character. Because if we're saying that this guy just represents a feeling or a sense of things or an empty vessel, that is not a complete human. That's what I think. You heard it? I mean, (laughs) I think, I don't know. I think I feel strongly the other way. Because I think that there. I think he's depressed. I mean, clearly he's depressed. He is. And I think that's how people feel when they're depressed. They feel empty and like they have nothing. And there's, no, you know, your personality almost goes away. Yeah. I think that he was doing an excellent job of showing that. Mm-hmm. Like, that to me, that is a full character, even if it he's not him full, his full self. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Awesome. And uh, just for the record, just so a whole listening public knows, I have gone through serious doubts of bouts of depression. So I'm not coming from a place of being like, oh, that seems like it might be really hard. Um, but yeah, I think, Beth, I just misunderstood what you said earlier because I think you had mentioned you felt like he represented a feeling more than a person. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I didn't phrase it the way that I meant it. I mean, like, he, he the feeling has taken over him. They're is so what I meant. Mad at each yep. other right now. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I uh I don't know if it was just like if I'd watched this on another day, I'd feel differently, but like I really just most of this movie, like once he uh once he kind of I guess went off on his own and was no longer under the yoke of Mrs. Robinson, I was just like I do not give a shit about what this guy is doing with his life at all. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, obviously like part of it is because it's 2020 and this dude is literally stalking a college student Oh yeah, <laughs> um, because he's yeah. decided that he has nothing in his life so he's just going to propose to this girl that he had a nice conversation with yeah i think he's also like 
he's 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 so reactive to the world around him i think Mm. because he doesn't know what he's doing yes um and i don't want to give him a pass because he's a creep but like yes it is creepy to go stalk someone (laughs) he also doesn't know what else to do you know what i mean yes no one no one taught him and he's too dumb to figure it out i guess (laughs) and like the only uh, I think we can all agree he did not bang anyone before Mrs. Robinson, even though he mm-hmm. said he did. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so his only relationship is he got manipulated into, and the person is just using him because she's bored. I think mm. I don't. I don't fully know why she's doing it. Also, I I don't. I don't fully know why she doesn't want him to ever date her daughter because she doesn't want him to leave her. Oh, you think so? Oh, yeah. That's because well, he sucked. I feel like it was weird. He couldn't understand why that would be hard. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you wouldn't yeah. want someone to date your sister, much less your daughter, right? Like, that doesn't seem like a big. It's... And she knows, like, it's gonna be a problem. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we can't like show up to Christmas and be like everything's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's kind of. Re- I mean, part of it is that he's rebelling against he's being told what to do by everybody. And right. every time somebody says he can't do something, that's the thing that he does. Right. And so as soon as he's told that he can't have a lane, then he's like, wait, why can't I have a lane? Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even think about it before, but why not? Why don't you want me to have her? Like yeah. that, that kind of thing is, but then I think genuinely he does fall in love with her. Yeah. I mean, he I tries mean, his best to way. have a go on a bad date. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes, he does. By wearing sunglasses all the time at night and so cool. uh, walking fast Smoking. and taking her to his strip club. It's truly awful. Like, I would also start crying in the middle of that strip oh, club. Oh, boy. It's the worst. Oh, yeah, the performer, Molly, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> spins her tassels onto Elaine's head. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's awful. It's, it's really bad. But then... Yeah. um. Then he's like, hey, it's all a joke, and they kiss, and they have a good time. Which is so, like, God, the fact that his, like, the fact that his, their entire relationship was, like, triggered by him basically being like, it's just a joke, bro. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, that was the other thing that was, like, the timing, the, like, time it came out was too hard. Like, I think there's another version I really like where it's, like, he treats her like shit, it's a bad date, and then, and then, oh, I was bad, and he turns it around and they get along. Right. But like the space between I'm an asshole, I take you to a strip club, and now everything's fine was too now short. Now we kiss. <laughs> that yeah. was, was much too short. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that. I th- Part of it too is like I do I, – I think that he falls in love with her partially because he ha- doesn't like anybody and then he finds somebody that he likes and can get along with. But then yeah. on the other side, I do not understand why she falls in love with him. Uh, I don't, I don't get it. Does. I I think I think the idea is that she just doesn't. I mean, at the end, she sees him like it, when she's in her wedding dress and she looks up and he's yelling Elaine, and she sees him. She doesn't really react until she looks around and sees all the people who are like kind of telling her what to do and yelling, and that's when she says Ben. And so mm-hmm. he's an escape for her, yeah. like to get away from people telling her what to do. But that's the only way I can see her being interested in him. Yeah. I mean, they're he, both like, yeah, they're just both infatuated with the idea of this other person. Cause they right. understand each other in the sense that they both were brought up in the same environment. Yeah. They're living life on rails and don't mm-hmm. know how to break off of it, but mm-hmm. it's, yeah. 
but also but he's not like even good at living life on rails. No. Like he does this intermediate <laughs> no. thing, right? Like yeah. literally this dude could go out tomorrow and get a job in plastics. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. some one of his dad's friends would offer him some you know, executive track job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that... he could go to graduate school. Right. Or yeah. he could continue running track or just whatever his thing is, right? But he doesn't do any of that. Wait, he also, does he run track? Yeah, the whole thing is he's a big track star and he's he doesn't smash oh, and he doesn't drink. It makes then, sense. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, things are adding up because he runs so much in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like always that's running. That's why he could make it to the church before the wedding was over. Okay, like he chases down a bus. Yeah, mm-hmm. multiple yeah. buses. He's fast. Yeah. So track he makes, star. you know, in that way it serves him well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he has options. Yes. And he has boring options. That's probably yes. where he's going to end up. Yeah. But like, or even just to go back east where his friends are. Did he Does make he no friends? friends? Like, I don't know. How Great is question. He, how is he like the editor of the school paper and just knows no one? I, I, I just, I don't, he doesn't know anyone from high school. Like Maybe he does, but it's just not like feeling it, to, you know? He just can't get there. Oh, oh, it's so it's hard. <laughs> it really is hard. So yes. depressing. Yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. It is the point. Yeah, I, I just think like um, he 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 has all this he has all these opportunities, but he knows that they're none of them are good for him. But he doesn't know what is. I yes. Think, yeah. Um, and that's that's a hard feeling to have. Yes. Um, while also recognizing the incredible place of privilege it comes from yes. to be like, here's all these things laid out before me, but like, this isn't for me, but I, I never had to make a decision, an important decision for myself before. And now yeah. I finally can see the ones that are wrong and now I'm lost. Yeah. That's definitely what the character in this movie felt and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean the, the, privilege of having too many options is fr- kind of frustrating to watch. <laughs> well, and it's just like, I but, mean, I yeah. really do. I don't know. Like I, the watching this movie this time, I mean, obviously I've seen it before, but like Molly, uh, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, but like, yeah, he would have watched just, the AFI's 100 films. He would have seen it. <laughs> Well, honestly, though, like, now that I'm starting to do that, like, I am just like, I literally watched a movie a couple days ago that was like the same fucking story, except, I don't know, I mean, it wasn't like upper class white dude, but it was still like, oh, the plight of the white man, right? And like, that's the whole story. Yeah, that's the whole story. And it's just like, I can appreciate that the... Like, even watching this movie now, like, I appreciated the film as a film, but the story was so boring to me because I have seen so fucking many of these movies from every decade. Because who are the people that make movies? Fucking Benjamin Braxton or whatever his name is. <laughs> Those are the guys that end up getting into filmmaking most of the time. There are a couple of outliers, and there's more now than there used to be, but not that many. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. And... There's something about this movie that I feel 
I don't know. I feel like I can connect with his character in a lot of ways. I can relate to him completely because like, I'm yeah, a middle class yeah. white dude who had no direction after college. But I'm <laughs> yeah, just so yeah. tired of watching these dudes' stories over and over yeah. again. Like it is, I think it is the fact that it's like, I think it is the fact that it's like 45 years later where I've just like, yeah, I get it. You know what I mean? Like when this yeah. movie came out, I think that's what it is. Like when it came out and when the novel came out, I'm sure it was sort of like, oh yeah, this is something that people who, well, one, people who have the ability to even go consume this media can absolutely relate to. But now in 2020, it's just like, oh, we get it. Like life still sucks even when you're a well-off white dude. He's kind of a prototype for uh, Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Yep. Yeah. For sure. I mean, Cameron actually was like a good person, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) I think it just sort of explains the him jumping to the bottom of the pool, though, and just hanging Mm -hmm. out, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Kind of a reference. Probably is. I mean, that's what makes the movie, like, not a complete garbage fire because it's like especially those first i mean the beginning of the movie like absolutely just demonstrates that like he is a product of his environment right like you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to it's not just like the movie like starts with him uh banging mrs robinson and getting a job at a plastics factory or whatever and then having this ennui like you understand where he's coming from and i get that i don't know i basically my thesis here is like i think it's an interesting story i'm it's very much relatable I just found it very boring on this day in 2020 that we happened to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's for fair. me, the movie went off the rails or, or the rails of my interest um, pretty much as soon as Mrs. Robinson dropped out. Agreed. Like, she and not that part. I'm this huge fan, but it no, just sort she's, of, I mean, she's a terrible person too. Yeah. They're, they're all sort of terrible in their own ways, which, you know, is fair. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I just had a lot of trouble focusing because I had trouble rooting for him. Mm-hmm. And I think in the first half, it was easier to root for him because Mrs. Robinson was so relentless. And it's so like to call it seduction is very generous. If she yes. were a man doing this to a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, it's like oh yeah very very bad it's like harvey weinstein that whole first scene like that whole first sequence where she has him drive him home like i could that's all i could i wrote it down i was just like just imagine watching this entire sequence with the genders reversed no it they they do such a good job of like of like playing out the abuse that's happening mm -hmm. there of like Mm -hmm. her trying to play off it's like repeatedly how it's not a big deal just do this one more thing right Oh, what's what's just bring the purse up? Just oh, I just left it there. Okay, fine. And like every, you know, he says anything, and then it's she's got one response to it that seems meaning innocuous, but everybody knows where it's going. Mm-hmm. She's great at manipulating him. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she manipulates him fully in in like really classic ways, right? Mm-hmm. By telling him, oh, it's okay if you're inadequate. Um, oh yeah, and, and just yeah, kind of yeah, and it's not even hard for her. No, like it's not like Mm-mm. I know we're saying she's doing this out of boredom, but this is not even a challenge. And yeah. and I think that's where I sort of get the feeling of like, I think part of her feels like she's doing him a kindness to mm-hmm. wake him up in some area of his life. Because, oh, my Lord, his moves were hard <laughs> to watch. That first kiss is 
so bad. Yeah, and, and then there's a moment. The and then, oh my god! Doesn't even grab. I think grab I is stop generous. Laughing at that. Like, I was like, kinda, "What is he doing?" Just kind of places his hand on her breast. Yeah. Oh, like it like, not. <laughs> like he was going. He was He's trying to put like his hand on her shoulder her. and just like she's like trying her. to do something else. It's so yeah. weird. Oh, I'm here now. <laughs> he was it, like, "Do you think he's been begged?" Oh, <laughs> okay. That actually changes this entire movie for me. Then, if he, he is, is actually, you're blowing my mind right now, Beth. <laughs> okay, yeah. If he is a bigged, like ten or eleven year old or however old he was supposed to be, big, <laughs> that gives this movie a whole new layer, and I love yeah. it. I mean, oh, we've been too he's essentially him. right. 21-year-olds are like little kids still. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, 20-most-year-olds are still just yeah. big old dum-dums. Hey, cool it, 20-year-olds. Yeah, hey. Yeah, 20-year-olds. We're expanding our <laughs> enterprise for, <laughs> I think this is only like $10,000 a month to start our Cool It Teens. Oh, the LLC. tour group? The only. Touring, yeah. The touring display, uh, thing? Yeah, we can go to colleges too. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. For Honestly, we should go to colleges. We can especially we do it now. <laughs> we should go to colleges. College kids now. Right? Like, we should definitely go to campus and be like, hey, it's me. I'm wearing a bright vest and I'm here to tell you. Okay. Col- don't stalk people. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this synth keyboard. <laughs> Colleges do not have, like, uh, assemblies. Not right? Yet. Orientation. <laughs> orientation. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Orientation. orientation like, don't, don't drink all the time because yep. you'll die. Yeah. No, we could do orientation ceremony or orientation Hell stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ceremonies. Whatever. You do <laughs> have to sit through it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. And we'll give commencement speeches and uh, Why not? graduation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do it all. Package I would love. <laughs> we'll play the dress park theme, the traditional dress park theme at the ceremony. They would hire. Sorry, Beth, what? <laughs> I would love if they would hire Totes Recall to do commencement speeches. <laughs> but we wouldn't yeah, write absolutely. anything down. It'd just be us, like, giving advice. Just riffing. Yeah. It would just be, don't be a creep. I mean, hey, hey, listen, whatever you be, hey, listen, graduating class of 2020, <laughs> yeah. don't be a creep. Yeah. If yeah. you're a creep, hey. if you're a creep, <laughs> why don't you just take that diploma yep. and put it in the garbage and follow... It with the, yourself in the garbage. Just, yeah, put just yourself in the garbage, garbage. Go straight to jail. With the garbage. Put your mortar board, slap your face, <laughs> say, I won't be a creep anymore. Yeah. No creeping. No creep. No creeping for me. No creeping 2020. <laughs> and then go back, start college again, because you well, got stuff to learn. Yeah, yeah. clearly. Or you should online. take a class mm. about not creeping. Mm. Oh, can we talk about those frat guys, though? Yeah. The yes, frat we can. House. Okay. <laughs> what did they call him? The, doc, the makeout the king? Student? Carter? What? Oh, was his name Carter? I think what Carter was the shower guy. Carl yeah. was the shower guy. Oh. Carl was the fiance. Carl, Carl oh. Smith was the fiance. Yeah. And they kept student. calling Carl the makeout king. Oh, yeah. Hey, <laughs> where's the makeout king getting married? <laughs> they were the most... They did Milk the best job bunnies. of letting us know what a dud Carl was, right? Because <laughs> yeah, otherwise you think, just he seems all right to me. To me, you know? Carl is somehow worse than Ben. Like, he, like he's just, I mean, even he though he's like... I mean, he smoked a pipe, Beth. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Remember he showed say, up at the zoo with a pipe? <laughs> yeah. To say in your, your marriage proposal, we'd make a good team. Yeah. Ugh. Uh-uh, Carl. No. no. Does he say uh-uh. that? Yeah, yeah, that's what Elaine, that's what Elaine says. says he says, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's a good line, actually. Yeah, that's yeah. a good line. I was telling you, looking something up. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention, though, that uh, basically Elaine gets stalked all the way to the zoo where she's oh, yeah. meeting up with Carl for the first time. And Ben just follows her and follows her and is relentless, even though she clearly does not want him around. And the only thing that saves her from Ben is that Carl very smoothly and quickly says, nice to meet you, Ben, puts his arm around her and whisks her away. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. he boxes Ben out good. Yeah, but, like, it makes it clear, like, her only options are people who box out other people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think if we did The Graduate 2, she would return to Berkeley for graduate school? She'd be the graduate of grad school? No, she's the graduate. Grad school, but like she would graduate with a degree in feminist studies Mm. and move to San Francisco. I guess Berkeley's kind of right there anyway. But anyway, it's pretty close. Go like do the summer of love in 69. Great. I love it. Like experience the world. That would be great. I want to watch that movie. I mean, Elaine is definitely the most innocent of the main characters. And she's mm-hmm. also incredibly confusing, though, because she, she sort of feels like a, she's kind of a plot contrivance for most of the movie. Molly, you've talked yeah. about this before, where like the main woman is sort of just there to allow for certain situations to develop the main dude's story. And she, that yeah, is definitely she's Elaine. Like giving nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was also like, I found her very compelling to watch, but also like the character was doing, like, was. Yeah, blew my mind. I do before we move past it too fast. I screamed, that's my zoo <laughs> when it comes to the spider monkeys. Because um, that was the zoo of my youth. That's the mm-hmm. San Francisco Zoo. And that spider monkey uh, island yeah. uh, was the same in 67 as it was at least through the 80s when I was going as a tiny youth. Wow. Um, and that's like kind of in the center of the zoo, this big rock structure that the spider monkeys put on. It was very... Uh, did- it really took me down a path. Did they still have the signs on the cage that just said, do not tease? Do not tease. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. And then we I see bet just they put two that chimpanzees like slowly rocking each other. Yep. In case <laughs> we don't was... get to everybody's having a hard time. Yep. And then cut <laughs> into a very thoughtful, a pensive, lonely gorilla. Yeah. I love that gorilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I was just thinking about Elaine, Elaine at the end of the movie. And I like that is what I get from the end of the movie is that she just wants to get out of the control of everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so she gets on the bus and she's out of the con- the control and she realizes she like looks she looks over at him and he doesn't look back at her and you mm. can tell her that she's like Mm-mm. but I think that I think that that is a great moment even if she did something even if that was crazy like that is a great moment for her because she finally broke away from everybody telling her what to do and now she does have the opportunity to go do what she wants to do and do the summer of love and Berkeley grad school, all that yeah, kind of stuff. As, like she, she is like Benjamin taking a Bland stand for herself. Follow her around. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Just sticks on her. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think it's true, and I think it's true as her as a plot contrivance because without mm-hmm. her in the movie, what does this guy do but hang out by the pool and drink beer? Right. P.S. The beer cans were crazy. <laughs> Did you notice they were like there was no like pull tab. The ones you just like use a can opener on the one those yeah. little yeah. triangle ones that you just go. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. 1967 um, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Anyway. So he would just be hanging out. I guess that would be the rest of the movie. 
They just filmed yeah. the last 46 minutes of him just drinking. Yeah. And then, well, I guess without Elaine, he'd just still be banging Mrs. Robinson in the hotel. Probably. So, that was yeah. coming to an end. Oh, can we talk about her art career? Who? Yes. There's a Heartbreaking. Scene. Oh, this... Oh, Mrs. So, Robinson. Yes. So his... God bless you. He's basically been going out every night meeting Mrs. Robinson at this hotel. Like, it sounds like every night based on mm-hmm. some of the other pieces of information we're given. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, let's have a conversation. She doesn't want to have a conversation. And it turns out she's very smart to not want to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But he asks for a topic and she says art. And he tries to talk to her about art. And she's like, I don't want to, I'm not interested. But somehow he delves down into what was your major in college. And she says art. And then you remember that in her home, you only see two pieces of art. One is a black and white scary clown. And the other is is a different black and white scary, like. I thought the clown was in. There's also a portrait of her daughter in her daughter's room. Clowns in Benjamin's house, yeah. But the portrait of Elaine is in. But she didn't do that. Somebody else did. Do you think she painted it? I doubt it. Are you sure? No. Maybe she painted it. Did you say we just had it made? I mean, she what if she's so talented and she's like being stifled in this house, and all she oh, can do the is the clown was in Benjamin's house. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never Does this mind. Ruin your thesis. It ruins my thesis. I do. Oh, okay, I do wonder sometimes when, like, they know what is in the house when they shoot movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they know what's <laughs> on the wall. Like, so that to me, that had to be a choice to have that piece Absolutely. of art on the Absolutely. wall, right? So what what is that supposed to say to us? Other than, look at that giant clown painting. I guess so. I I guess it also is mimicked. Like you have a couple of scenes where you have a character on a wall, like back up Mm. to their wall like that. You have Mrs. Robinson in one of them and you have Ben in one when he's in the scuba suit. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, sort of the objectification and isolation. Mm. Or Mike Nichols. I guess it's funny. Yeah, or Mike Nichols just saw that painting in the house that they would location did the scout location. We're just like, we're keeping that fucking painting on the wall. Hell yeah! I think we must have been into this movie because we don't usually get into like what was on the walls. Yeah, well, that was (laughs) well. When there's a clown on the wall, we know about (laughs) the movie. Was this his dad? (laughs) Oh my gosh! It's a painting of his dad (laughs) trapped in the painting. Then who and that's it? why he's banging someone who kind of looks like his mom. Oh, so much like okay. his mom. His mom right? is real sexy at one point. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> like when she, comes, when she comes to the bathroom door, I thought that was Mrs. Robinson. Oh, when he's like brushing his teeth or whatever, or shaving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, she's wearing I, like, yeah. yeah. That sequence is so good from mm-hmm. a filmmaking perspective. Just like when it's like cutting <laughs> between him like being depressed at the pool and then banging at the hotel, just yeah. like seamlessly back and forth. And yeah. yeah. All that Simon and Garfunkel's funking around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forget about it. Filmmaking. Yeah. Simon and Funkin just every which way. But, yeah. I did feel like his mom and Mrs. Robinson have the same hair. Mm-hmm. Like they have that like dark hair with a blonde streak and then it yeah. kind of flips out. Yeah, they're indistinguishable when the sun is behind them when they're talking on the side of the pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're both, uh, you know, as callous as it sounds, they're both sort of like the trophies of men of that station, right? Like their husbands are partners in a firm together. So like they are all sort of being groomed to present in a certain way just as a culture. 
Um, I had a lot of MVPs. Yeah, yes. let's, let's as go I for it. To. Um, hit them. The like the the party in the hotel. Oh, it's like an old people oh wedding, maybe. I don't know. It's like There's an old like, people wedding, and then a young person wedding comes in. <laughs> yeah, more right. symbology. He's trapped between generations. Oh, oh, old people coming yeah. out, young people go in. He can't get in there. Um, but yeah, there's like forty when he, great older yeah. people coming out, all in yeah. white. Yeah, he when he first opens the door to the hotel, there's just this like parade of charming elderly couples in their Sunday best, and he just sort of awkwardly holds the door open for all of them, yeah. and is delightful. I love them. Um, I love the good boys at the boarding house where he gets a room, mm-hmm. <laughs> who, who all stack up when Elaine screams to yeah. see if they should call the cops. And Richard yeah, Dreyfus is the Richard head Dreyfus, good the boy. one who's going to call the boy. cops for him. Yeah, the but they're all boy. like they got distinct looks, and they're all good boys, and yep. I know they are. <laughs> well, and they show some character. Like honestly, if you hear a woman screaming in the room, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Go on. I said they're good boys. MVPs. They're very good boys. Good boys. Um, yeah. Then the car people we already talked about. Which car people? Uh, at in the at the burger. Oh, yeah, but I mean, the did we, I mean, I feel like we should talk about them a little more. Like there was a guy who just had like a horizontal striped shirt like he was uh, cosplaying as Smee from Peter Pan. (laughs) (laughs) There was another guy in like, just like a weird, I don't know, he was just like, he looked like he was like, he had deliberately woken up the day just like, I'm going to be the guy that goes to parties and annoys other people by playing my acoustic guitar in the living room. And he had an acoustic guitar with him. Like he was just embodying that person. Was that the same guy with tiny sunglasses? Ooh, there was one question. guy with, that had like sunglasses where the lenses yep. were like the size yep. of a quarter yep. or something. I think it was the what same guy. I think that was the same guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was night, so I guess you don't need that much coverage. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then when um, when uh, Ben, JK's Elaine, and then they kiss after uh-huh. the strip club... Uh, they're having that big argument. There's a guy just like fully staring at them and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I don't know if it's like an extra doing a bad job or a great job. Right. It's like you're standing around and people are having a fight on the street. That's something to watch. Absolutely. <laughs> it's still, you still got to smoke that cigarette though. Yeah. Got to get your yeah. fix. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of smoking in this movie. Mm-hmm. So cool. Teens. Oh, right. It's not cool. Sorry. Teens. Oh, teens. Cool. Uh, take your headphones off for a second. Yeah. So cool. It looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had two MVPs. Please. Uh, when they were at the zoo and um, Carl is like, hey, I'm over here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Behind him are two men dressed as sailors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And I really enjoyed them. Yep. They might be sailors, right? Well, why? Yeah. But why are they in uniform at the zoo? Because they're on shore leave, on leave. man. They're on shore leave. While the rest of the while the rest them. of the crew is going to the flop house, they're like, "Ugh, let's just go to the zoo." <laughs> we gotta go tease some monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go to the zoo and tease the spider monkey? Oh, I did. <laughs> oh man, there's a sign that says "Do not tease." <laughs> oh. Guess we gotta go back to the ship. I did tease an orangutan at the San Francisco Zoo once <gasps> as a youth. Uh, Is that sign there because of you? Members of the zoo. No big deal. Um, And one of our perks was we got to go on an early morning bike ride through the zoo. You got to make fun of the orangutan. Yeah. You got to get in there and really tuck shit. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, But like we stopped outside the orangutan pits and I just started like dancing. 
Uh-huh. Oh, damn. And then the orangutan started dancing too, I thought. <laughs> but I guess we were doing uh, fight dances because then it just like oh, picked no. up big orange and just winged it at me super hard. Did you get hit? Uh, I did not. I was pretty far away, but it oh, was okay. like, it got some speed on it. Because yeah, they're got not like in arm. a... Yeah. They're not like in... There's no like walls, right? For an orangutan? At no. least at like the Como Zoo, which is in it's Minneapolis. No, St. Paul. Yeah, there's like, you know, a, a moat. Sure. Yeah, a moat. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they can they got full sight lines. Wow. <laughs> For whipping oranges at kids. Yeah. And they get attacked <laughs> by a goose at a zoo in Hawaii. We've That's all been very attacked small by geese, whatever. Child. Well, it was a nene. I'm sorry? It's a nene. It's a Hawaiian goose. Oh. Okay. Briggy. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, the only thing more annoying than your Northern California stories are your Hawaii stories. <laughs> I agree. I am in complete agreement. Also been to Japan. No big deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. yeah. Those, those I, are somewhere in there. I don't think... I, oh, I don't have any good... Animal interactions animal stories. in Japan. I did well while I was... <laughs> While I was living in Japan, I took a trip to Thailand. Mm. Uh, one of my no, um, And while I was swimming in the oceans there, um, oh, some monkeys God. did come out of the forest and steal my lunch. Oh, that's well. Fine. I'm sure you deserved it. How dare you? <laughs> I agree. You were in their. You were in their habitat. Uh, late, late, and late game MVP was the um, nearsighted uh, organ player at the wedding. <laughs> Like she was just like squinting and hunched over the organ, but just giving it her all. Yep. I yeah. loved her. Also, the two dogs she at the frat it. house were my MVPs for sure. Oh, yeah. The one dog who jumps out of the way. Great. Yep. And dog. then the other dog that's like eating cereal at the table. Yeah. Those are really good dogs. <laughs> those are really good dogs. Yep. 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 We forgot the Bechtel Wallace. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, yeah. And it does pass at the yes. very end with the very critical and famous lines. Where Anne Bancroft as Mrs. Robinson. Well, like Bancroft, am I right? You are right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, great. Second time I made that joke, the first one got covered up, so I'm glad I <laughs> slipped it back in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, just as Elaine is about to make her escape from the church, uh, she's grabbed by the arm by her mom, who says it's too late. And Elaine says, not for me. Yeah. Which- Oof. It was a great, great exchange. Tells you everything you need to know about Elaine's state of mind and her relationship with her mother and is the part that passes the Bechdel Wallace. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the version of this movie that's the mother-daughter is probably way better. More yeah. interesting, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it is a cross that he uses to bar the yes. door. Yes. Correct. Very good. Molly's bet. It's pretty great. Like, he picks it up, like... And brandishes it around. <laughs> it's very funny. Kill everybody there with that cross. Oh, yeah. He really whips that thing around. Can I just make a quick correction from the first half? Sure. I made reference to my time in Athens, Georgia, post-college for six months, where by day I was running a very small web company, and by night I was waiting tables. Batman? Batman. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I sort of referred to myself as a townie, but that's not really accurate. It was sort of a wannabe towny situation. So if there's anyone mm. listening who's like, wait a minute, what is she talking about? I just wanted to make that. I said that regret immediately. Usually it takes me a day. So I'm going to mention yeah. it now. If there's any true townies <laughs> listening, uh, tweet at us. <laughs> hashtag Molly, how dare you? Yeah. Or hashtag yeah. Molly, it's fine. Yeah. 
I say townie pride, and then also like, like tell me what a townie is. Yeah, if you want to let us know what a townie is, um, oh, that would be helpful. Was that not? Oh, you went to school in big city. Me? Well, townie's someone who. Yeah, what's lives, a townie? It lives in the town it? where you go to school. It lives in the town. Someone who. A person. So like. Like a okay, local... so in like a college town, you're saying yes. like yes. it's mostly college students, but like ev- the other people who live there are townies. But it doesn't yeah, count a... if you're in a larger city. Yeah, like so. Every am I a townie right now? There's no. a college in here in the no. city. No, it's a. It's really just for town, towns that like, like for example, when students were in session, um, in Athens, there were like thirty five thousand students or something at the time. But the town itself was maybe like fifteen thousand people, so it would roughly quadruple or whatever when the students were around. That'd be so weird. It's kind of a derogatory term. So you're a townie if you. Oh, is it? We always thought it was like a point of pride. Like townies were the real deal, and students were the. Fifteen k, right? Yes. Yes. You live. So why does Dan think that's a derogatory term to say you live somewhere? Is it because oh, you look down on the townies in your college experience? I mean, oh, wow. I didn't look Gosh. down, but that seemed to be the vibe that of which it was used. Like, oh. here, here we are, the college people. We're so great. Yeah, 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 college. And these are yeah. just the people that live here and like yeah, college work kids. at the cafe. These are just the people that live here. That is hey. college kids college, do suck. Yeah, cool it, college oh, kids. And God, for $15,000 yes. a month, we will come to your college. <laughs> yes, and we will tell you you suck So you know pay. how much. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was not used as a derogatory term where I was. It was more reverence. But oh, okay. Well, tweet at us, uh, Townie, cool, Townie, not cool. Yep. And then <laughs> geo geolocate that tweet. Yep. And we'll we'll data visualize it. Yeah, we'll do a um, we'll do a really good data visualization. Yeah. All yeah. Who hates I townies? A, I had a trial membership of ArcGIS. So I'll I don't even know what that is, but it's a mapping program. Okay, no big deal. Well, I got a free trial. Mm-hmm. Well, before we... Uh... <laughs> That's right. Before we get to um, our final reviews of this movie, um, we'd like to read a review of our podcast, ToastRecall.com, in the impression of a, of a character from this movie, a maximum rating review. And we have one of those as well. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think of impressions from this movie. Wasn't um, the review supposed to be in a certain someone's voice? Oh, yes. This was requ- great. This was requested as Katie Hips. Wow. Oh. Good producing. Big fun. Yeah, fun. Like fun. Like fun. Beth, I feel like you're the our primo Katie Hips. Yeah. I agree. Impressionist. Like fun. Okay. Like fun. Yes. Mr. Allnut. Mr. Allnut. Excellent fun and nostalgia. I started <laughs> listening to this podcast when. Oh, and who was it from? Uh, Darlene Valeda. Yay! From Canada. Ooh. Oh, nice. Thanks, Darlene. I started listening to this podcast when I was alone overseas and was really missing hanging out with my friends. I'll admit I talked back to my computer a lot, as it's amazing what they forget about the movies they sit down to watch. <laughs> Mr. Allnut. <laughs> so, it was, so it was comforting. And now 
that I'm evacuated back home March 2020 and we are all isolated, I think I I think many will find it comforting as well. I recommended listening to the beginning. I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> I recommended listening from the beginning to catch some of the running gags. So you understand why it's okay that Molly falls over laughing every time Dan mentions his parents' divorce. <laughs> but I didn't catch all the jokes because they mentioned Channing Tatum a lot and are still tweeting his name years later. And I have no idea why. Do like fun. <laughs> what? Do we know why? First of all, no. Beth, excellent impression. Very Second excellent all, impression. Is it because we figured Channing Tatum just knows everyone? And it's just a nice I, guy? Okay, here's what I remember. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totes recall. And I, I might be wrong. And if, if, you know, if you know the origins of this, oh, yeah. please let us <laughs> we, know. We need an archivist. We but we, we watched... The Fast and Fur- we watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and I mm-hmm. think during that episode we talked about the Step Up movies, which is another series of movies that are wackadoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Molly and I and um, a couple other friends went through all those movies. Mm. So dream. I think we were talking about Channing Tatum because of that, because he's in Step Up, the first one. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember about that. I don't know why we asked him to tweet at us in the first place, but then it became a running bit that we asked Channing Tatum to tweet at us throughout the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then in a bonus content, we asked... Yes, and if you want to hear more of where our bits come from, be sure to sign up for patreon.com slash totesrecall.com. Yes, and you can always tweet at us uh, with the emojis salad hole. Yes. For an explanation of bits, if we can remember. Yes. Um, I believe we, I don't remember why it came up, but we made a joke about tweeting a dog picture to Channing Tatum every day in one of the bonus content episodes. And now we have followed through for half of a year. Yeah. Every day, Channing. Our January one bonus content about our goals and dreams for the year. Yes. And one of our <laughs> New Year's resolution. <laughs> one of our New Year's resolutions is to get a retweet from Channing Tatum. Um, the, there it is. Okay. And I believe uh, we, and by we I mean Beth, <laughs> thought the best way to do that was to tweet a dog picture at him every day. That's a solid like, uh, plan of attack. So that's why. I thought I said something offhand about dogs and Channing Tatum, and then it went from there. I think then Beth crystallized us into action plan. Okay. Well, either That's way, we'll have to listen it back to the idea, tape. But I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. That's true. Either way, I haven't done anything for it. <laughs> Our uh, rating scale for this movie, The Graduate, um, was three hundred thousand dollar Ennui cars, mm-hmm. which are cars that run on Ennui and yep. feel Ennui. But they are explicitly not cannibals. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Dan, you gave it a three because you were doubtful about how much you would enjoy it. Because who cares? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think most of the things I said on this show uh, enforced that attitude. Like that was sort of my position watching most of the movie. Was who cares? Like I don't dispute that it's a well-made movie. I wouldn't say I disliked it but I also really could not give a shit about the protagonist of this film for the majority of its <laughs> runtime. So I'm going to stick with three. Yep. Hey, checks out. 
Beth, five cars. You're going to believe your Facebook self. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) You know what? I do actually believe my Facebook self. I really, really like this movie. (laughs) Good job. I think it's excellent. So um, I was right. I wasn't trying to be cool. I was feeling my own feelings. Yeah. And I was pursuing my own passions. Turns out. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like past Beth, past Facebook Beth was knocking on the plexiglass of a church at mm-hmm. your wedding to your doubts about whether you were trying to be cool or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you ran out of that church because it wasn't too yep. late for you to doubt yourself. Yep. Or not doubt yourself. But first, yeah. I picked up a cross and hit yeah. everybody with it. Yeah. yeah. But I guess in this case, it'd just be like that stylized F of the Facebook logo. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> the mother of your doubts. Oh. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes. FOMO. Oh, he is the mother of my doubts. Whoa. <laughs> Tried to Deep. stop you. But yep. You ran out. Yep. Uh, so five on we cars. I gave it uh, four on we cars because, as a cinephile, I knew it was going to be a great <laughs> oh. movie. Um, that's right. Four is four is the right answer for me. I liked it a lot. I, I do think it's a really good movie. Oh, I think I said it would be good, but also maybe bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is also a good bet. Um, and that's exactly right. I liked it a lot. I I needed. I needed him to suck a little less to really enjoy it. I like that the story is in in 2020. I needed to be told a little bit different to give it five, um, mm. but I thought it was great. Molly, four classics are a classic for a reason. Mm. <laughs> well, that, reason is? that logic is rock solid, so mm. I stand by that part. Mm-hmm. I am still torn. I think I'm going to be thinking about this movie for a while. Mm. Good art makes you think. It's, uh, I guess like so. a black and white. I don't clown. know. I think the what strikes me <laughs> about it is it's written like a play and it's sometimes acted like a play, but it is shot very aggressively like a movie. This is a movie. Check out the cinematography. Mm-hmm. It's a movie, and um, I just hated too many of the characters too much of the time. Even though I know that's twenty twenty eyes, unfair eyes. Three and a half. Great. Great. Yeah, yeah, I was in suspense myself, but I think that's correct. Three and a half. <laughs> is it like a motorcycle? On we motorcycle? Mm, great question. Yeah. <laughs> or it's like a, a moped. Or a moped. Oh, I get it. Moped. It's on we. Yep. Yep. Moped. I love it. Get it? I get it. Yes, mm-hmm. I get it. Get it. I, get and it. I love it. It's, it's probably <laughs> the best thing that we've come up with this whole episode. <laughs> Mope. That's a t-shirt. That is a t-shirt. <laughs> As we go on, <laughs> remember is that a Simon and Garfunkel song. <laughs> Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquet, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the fifteenth of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.